welcome to another episode of Summer of 19, a mini podcast series by All About It United in Football, and this is me, Heyman, that I'm back with this episode. So, uh, this is episode seven, and it is titled as favoritism and staff credibility. So, this is another interesting topic, in my opinion, that came up to my mind. Uh, so, basically, what is favoritism at Manchester United right now? uh that i'm that i'm seeing a lot i mean i'm noting uh, noticing a lot of favoritism by the coaching staff at manchester united at this moment and basically the favoritism that i'm noticing is with some very terrible players at the club that that don't actually uh, put up good performances uh, for the team and they're still being kept at the club and they're still being played at the club and the prime example of that is ashley young uh who obviously i did my second podcast of this uh, summer of 19 wherein i uh, explained the reason why oli must be picking ashley young uh, every single week for united and obviously there are players like uh, chris smalling phil jones scott mctominay uh, ashley young uh, as i just mentioned uh marcus rashford jesse lingard so like the the coaching staff at manchester united that consists of oli gunnar solskjaer mike feelan uh, kieran mckenna Michael Carrick uh, and all uh, and all those people and there's there's a, there's this guy uh, known as Dempsey and uh, there's this goalkeeping coach known as Emilio Alvarez uh, so all these people like the the these people consist of the coaching staff right so uh, mainly Oli Michael um, Oli Michael Carrick and Mike Phelan are the one who kind of take the major decisions in uh, with regards to Manchester United's tactics before a game and stuff like that so they prefer to play phil jones and uh, these all players that i mentioned phil jones ashley young uh, scott mctominay chris smallen and all why do they do that i mean like this they're showing a lot of favoritism towards the guys who are english and all and uh, let me not get this wrong but uh, as far as i am concerned some credible uh, news reports before the summer transfer window of manchester united uh, of 2019 have actually reported the fact that manchester united will be looking to bring in some young british hungry uh, ready to step up british players and british talent because if you look at uh, if you look at uh, what do you say the last uh, pre every signing uh, since sir alex ferguson era if you look at those signings there are obviously around only two or three players who come from britain and have signed for manchester united so uh, so that's probably one of the reasons why oli is thinking to bring in some british players and uh, at the club uh, you know so british players at the club uh that's one of the reasons but i don't necessarily think that uh because of the failure of foreign signings at manchester united should mean that oli should be only looking at uh british signings and british players to play you know phil jones chris smalling chris smalling is okay because he's a backup center back but phil jones ashley young scott mctominay uh jesse lingard marcus rashford some of these players have been absolutely terrible for manchester united and yet this coaching staff of manchester united decides to pick them up why because one they are english two they are actually uh, if you if you dig deep uh, a bit into the history of united you know michael carrick used to play with some of these players which is why i think uh, there's this fa- favoritism shown by him uh, you know and he's probably going and telling oli that the, these guys will actually do a job for us and that's why oli is uh, you know respecting the words of michael carrick and he's kind of picking them that might be one of the reasons and obviously these players are not very good and oli is still picking them and he's showing favoritism and so 
why is this happening this is definitely because uh, ashley young is ashley young definitely is a senior guy phil jones is a player who sir alex ferguson at a point in time said that this guy could be united's best ever signing but unfortunately what happened is phil jones caught up with a string of injuries string of different injuries like people say he's got 30 different injuries in his whole career and they, that basically spoiled his career and many pundits even say that that phil jones if in- injuries did not exist then phil jones would have probably been one of the best center backs of england uh, easily and i i i used to believe that to a point but what now has happening what now is happening is that that guy is uh, getting injured uh and then is getting back to fitness he plays some games does decently well in some games and then he makes mistakes in games he plays terribly bad then gets injured and the cycle continues that's what happens with phil jones and ollie decides to give this guy a five year contract why because again favoritism exists that's that's one of the concepts that i believe in and ashley young why is why is he still at the club because he's english he's 34 years old and ollie thinks that he's experienced and he gives in the captain's arm that so i think as long as this favoritism concept exists at manchester united it is very difficult for uh, the club to, uh, in my opinion uh to you know make good amount of prog- progress i mean like just because of the favoritism of this players uh united are not kind of bringing in players to replace i mean obviously i know that the board is lazy to bring in players and stuff like that but only as long as he shows some favoritism towards not only english players the, even one matter he's showing some favoritism towards uh he's spanish obviously but like he is a very great guy you know one matter uh, he does a lot of good social work and uh, you know he's a very brilliant human being and ollie showing him uh, some really good gesture and favoritism towards him by playing him and giving him a two year contract even though he's 31 years old so why is this favoritism uh, one does one the reason could be that uh, these players are british and maybe uh, edward bird is that that kind of a guy who doesn't want replacements to come in and he wants all you to trust these young players english uh, not young players sorry english players to just thrive at the club and stuff like that and that's why he's probably doing it so i firmly oppose uh, the favoritism uh, concept at united and i think as long as this exists that would actually uh, affect the club in in very uh, drastic sense in my opinion and let me tell you if uh, ollie gunnar solskjaer fails or uh, succeeds at united if that, uh, his favoritism thing uh, will be obviously judged when ollie uh, will you know next uh, you know when ollie will take charge next season and you know uh, manage games for united and when he will pick players and drop players and stuff like that that's when you will get to see whether ollie is showing favoritism towards the these certain players uh, or not you know because michael carrick has got uh, good relations with these players so i think i think that's one of the reasons why i think ali is probably showing favoritism towards them and uh, one more thing about favoritism stuff is that uh, last season when united were playing absolutely terrible football towards the end of the season 2018 19 uh, ali said in his press conference very bluntly that uh, you know i'm going to be successful at this club but some some of these players uh, won't be at this club and then uh, obviously a few matches later again in his one of his press conferences when united lost he uh, he said that uh, this this is probably one of the last times we have seen some of the players and uh, he uh, there there are many rumors that uh, he th- threatened 
the Manchester United players in the dressing room that uh, he will sell half the club uh, if if they don't perform well and stuff like that. The, there are many newses. But like, I don't see these players, especially Ashley Young, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, Scott McTominay getting dropped by Oli Solskjaer. So does that mean that these some foreign players like Pogba, Martial, uh, obviously Alexis Sanchez should go, Lukaku um, and uh, who's there, Eric Bailly, Marcus Rojo, all these foreign players are the ones who are the culprits just because Oli prefers the other English guys. And I don't, I don't really know. So that was about favoritism, and I would just conclude. Uh, by saying that as long as that exists at United, United are going to be in trouble as, you know, as usual. So, let's just move on to the next uh, to- topic, which is staff credibility. So, basically, uh, Oli's uh, staff mainly consists of four uh, four people, uh, Kieran McKenna, Michael Carrick, uh, Mike Phelan and uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. So, let's just uh, start in the reverse order. Kieran McKenna was apparently a, a player for Tottenham Hotspur and a youth coach there maybe and then he was appointed appointed by United and he's uh, kind of helping Michael Carrick right now. So, yeah, he's a young coach and he's apparently done all his coaching badges and stuff like that. So, he might be of good use uh, in understanding the young potential of the players and uh, bringing them into good use for the club. And obviously, Michael Carrick himself is a legend of the club, uh, one of the legends, because uh, ever since Roy Keane retired, he was the guy who kind of became one one of the dictators in the midfield, along with Paul Scholes and Darren Fletcher at a point in time. And obviously, he's won a Champions League, and uh, he he's very good uh, in the midfield. I, I definitely remember the way he used to dictate the midfield, uh, control the ball, and obviously pass it forward really well, putting the long balls and all, even late in his career and stuff like that. But obviously, uh, due to his health issues and all, he had to take retirement at uh, at the age of 36. And then obviously, Jose Mourinho took him into the uh, coaching staff. And uh, I don't know whether he's done his uh, coaching badges or not, but he's, de- but he's definitely not got the uh, managerial experience uh, to manage like an assistant manager at United. But obviously, he's got Mike Phelan uh, alongside him, which I'm going to talk about Mike Phelan. Uh, so, so yeah, Michael Carrick, I hope uh, that he's a good manager. But like one, one more thing about Carrick is that uh, I saw that, uh, in, you know, two years back in 2016, uh, in 2017, sorry, in 2017, uh, United and City faced off in the Manchester derby at the Etihad. I keep bringing this game again and again and again because this is one of the iconic games. And United were two 0 down to City at halftime, and if they lose, City win the title in the hands of United, which would have been absolutely embarrassing. So Michael Carrick was the guy who told Pogba to use the spaces behind the City's backline into the into the defensive channels. Uh, and obviously, Jose then told Alexis Sanchez to put Pogba the balls to, uh, you know, uh, be a threat inside Man City's box. So basically, Ma- Michael Carrick, in my opinion, is the guy who can influence some very good midfield talents. You know, he can influence Scott McTominay, Paul Pogba, uh, and Herrera, sadly, isn't at the club. So Fred and Matic and all, he can influence them. So I think... Uh, in terms of influencing those players, I know Pogba respects Michael Carrick a lot because when uh, Michael Carrick was playing his uh, farewell game, uh, he he was uh, he was replaced by Pogba and Pogba was almost crying when I uh, saw his face uh, when Carrick was getting subbed off and stuff like that. So Carrick can be a good influencer and I hope he does well uh, during his coaching tenure at United and he, uh, I hope that 
he succeeds. Uh, then obviously comes Mike Phelan. Uh, Mike Phelan is one of the most credible assistant managers in Manchester United's history. He was a very, very, very good assistant under Sir Alex Ferguson. And it's really, really great to have the 56-year-old back at Manchester United uh, as the assistant manager. Because I'll tell you very honestly, if Mike Phelan was not there at Manchester United as assistant manager, then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have definitely failed during his tenure uh, at Manchester United. Uh, even in those times, he was succeeding a lot. I think Mike Phelan's input is very, very, very important uh, for United, and I think that that that's very uh, that's very that's going to be very useful for United in the future. And uh, yeah, there was a talk that Mike Phelan was going to be offered the director of football job because he had been sporting director at uh, Coastal Mariners, the Australian uh, football club. Uh, so, but but apparently he said that I only want the assistant manager job and he got the job permanently, which is absolutely brilliant news. And I think Mike Phelan will be a very, very big asset in Oli's think tank. Uh, and finally, talking about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. He's an inexperienced manager. He's very naive. He will definitely make mistakes. But I don't think that uh, currently any manager in the world would understand United uh, in any better sense with the experience I, I would quote the word experience uh, that he has got obviously he's not got that that good experience he's obviously uh, got Cardiff relegated in about 2014 and then obviously he's gone to manage Mold Molda at uh, at his home club in Norway I mean not his home club uh, basically it is the club where he started playing football and United brought him from there uh, and Molda he managed and I think he's got a de- decent record at Molda he he uh, he made sure that Molda won the Norwegian league where, which they had never won uh, and Oli uh, Oli was the reason why they won uh, won it twice and he made sure that Molda qualified for Europa League and they kind of beat some good teams in the Europa League as well with Oli in charge so he's naive he's an experienced he'll go, he's going to make mistakes and all that so that's that's about the coaching stuff so let me just uh, quickly uh, get into another subtopic of this uh, uh, staff credibility over here okay so basically this Manchester United coaching staff as I just mentioned or if you want to call the think tank this basically consists of four people right so uh, these four people will obviously discuss among themselves about what's right right for this club and what uh, what kind of style of football would actually uh, would actually you know uh, suit United so the think tank will work together, but the problem over here is: does the ideas of these think think tank ever clash? I mean, like it could happen that Phelan would think that playing uh, this kind of uh, this kind of a formation would suit for United in this match, but Hollywood would be like, "No, I believe this would this would happen." So there could be a dis- disagreement. So that's one of the disadvantages that you have in a heavily loaded think tank at a club. So I hope that that does not happen. I I think. Uh, you know uh, the, the 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 think tanks uh, clash of ideas had would have happened a lot uh, especially in the end of 2018-19 season where united was not doing that well and all and all uh, that would have uh, you know i definitely think that that would have happened because of which uh, Oli couldn't uh, turn things around tactically and uh, the player uh, players are uh, due to that season uh, down their tools and all and they never really performed really well for the club so clash of ideas is something that i hope that does not happen and i hope that these 
these a uh, group of young managers apart from mike field and actually go on, go on and do good job for united and i hope uh, that they actually turn out good so lastly just to wrap up this pod, uh, podcast episode uh, what would keep oregon solsha uh, for a long time at this job uh, he's basically got a three year permanent contract so what would keep him for three years basically he's got to get into the head of the players has to be ruthless with the team selection and has to be spot on with the formations and formation which is 433 which is his best formation and the style of play that he plays he has got to be absolutely spot on and uh fixed with that because if he keeps fickling around uh listening to his think tank and having those clash of ideas then i think Oli will have the same results like he did uh, last season in 2018-19 and uh, you know the team will the players will down tools the players will get tired and uh, again uh, the results will go go down badly and Oli probably will be sacked by December or something like that which would be very sad um so so yeah so basically Oli has to do that he has to be very ruthless with these selections and um Uh, what what i would say is oli obviously uh, wants to play a very attacking fast uh, high intensity football right so you know i i think that you know if i i think this preseason uh, of 2019 20 season this preseason is not enough for oli to you know build the fitness of the players that would actually survive the uh, you know the pace of the you know cope the level of fitness that oligana solcha would require for the style of football that he wants to play i don't think that would happen over one season only just a three weeks of training and you get fit to play that sort of football that won't happen because i've seen that with man city and liverpool and uh, those players like took three seasons literally to you know absolutely press hard really for 90 minutes straight and you know playing that high intensity attacking football for 90 minutes straight i saw they took a lot of time so united that that's not a cake walk uh, for me but obviously uh, in january 2019 when united had this little international break uh, that's when oligana solshar took the manchester united players to dubai for warm weather training and that's where he did some tactical work with the team that uh, edward wood was impressed with a lot and uh, you know and and that actually proved to be really really good uh, because that showed a, a good effect on the team and the results were very good and the style of play was actually actually very very good and you know the the team had learned a lot so i think this preseason of 2019-20 would actually uh, you know help a bit to oli and i hope that he succeeds at the club because again i would say this again uh, as i have told in my previous podcast if if not oli then who so that's it from this podcast i think uh that that's how i would like to wrap up the the coaching staff and the uh, sorry the favoritism concept and the staff credibility stuff and i uh, hope that you enjoyed the podcast sorry for all the disturbances and the stumblings and stuff like that i would like to get better with that and uh, i hope you listen to this podcast on major podcasting platforms such as spotify um, google podcast apple podcast Radio Public, Anchor, Overcast and Pocket Cast and many more obviously. See you in the next podcast then. Me as I got confidence in myself, but that's just to keep looking for me help trying to cover it up so you never tell. I feel like dancing with you. It's your moves baby. Cuz I can't dance in the way that you do. But I got that love that you ain't used to.
when the DJ's spinning that song that we grew to. Oh my, come and teach me how 